The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to the Central City Citizen, the unofficial The Flash podcast, a poppychularadio.com original series. Poppychula Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Wednesday, April 29th, 2020, and I am your host, Professor X. During this podcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of the CW series, The Flash. Please welcome my co-hosts, Millie Wood. Hello, Central City. Dimitri Rejasinger. Hello, Central City. And Jeffrey Aruz. Hey, Central City, is it me, or is it the mirror me? Stay tuned. Let's jump into our recap of Season 6, Episode 17, which was titled Liberation, and aired April 28, 2020. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. After recent events, Barry takes a closer look at his life with Iris. Eva makes a bold move. You know, my life's gotten a lot simpler since I've gone with the official synopses. They take so long to, uh, to write and, uh, and read. Let's check in on the ratings for Season 6, Episode 15. The episode was viewed by 1.21 million total viewers and had a 0.4 in the demo. That's steady in the demo, but up to its highest ratings in the last seven episodes. So what was everyone's initial reaction to the episode? Dimitri, what did you think of it? Best episode in a long time. I think there's something uh, very sinister about the almost gaslighty nature of Mirror Iris where uh, where she totally flipped the script on Barry. I was like, uh, it, it added to sort of uh, what I was saying on our last episode about us getting a real sinister feeling from a villain that we haven't gotten in a while, the sense that, you know, our heroes are actually in danger. It's not so campy, so cartoonish that it feels that there's no consequence, which I think the show has suffered on from some, uh, suffered from from some time. So uh, I... I do think that this was brilliantly, brilliantly played. And as you watch Mirror Iris stay so calm while Barry almost seems to deteriorate uh, and the rest of the cast doesn't really know what to think, I think it made for a really great, dark, uh, ominous, uncertain tone that really stepped away from the predictability that this show has suffered from before. And we're starting out on a positive note. Jeff, what was your initial reaction to the episode? Oh gosh, there was a whole lot of a whole lot. Um, I I thought it was a really good episode. I was on the edge of my seat. I was not sure where we were going with some stuff, uh, but uh, kudos to all of the actors because there were some really stellar performances in uh, this episode, and I feel like we're all going to be vying for our MVP uh, this go around uh yeah it was a fantastic episode of the flash millie what was your initial reaction um i agree with uh, everyone it was a really good episode um wasn't expecting some of the twists and turns that we took um but 
at the same time, they have been building up to this. I was like, I expect the payoff to be really well, so the payoff was worth it. Do I think it was worth, you know, the long, long slow burn they gave us? I don't know, but I really uh, enjoyed the, the end result of the slow burn. And I will make four of a kind. This was a tremendous episode. Uh, lots of good twists and turns, uh, a great tone overall. And, uh, you know, finally some resolution and establishing, uh, you know, Eva as, uh, as a real big bad. Uh, but before we get into a thorough recap of the latest episode of The Flash, here's our announcer with a few special announcements. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula radio podcasters discussing some of your favorite television shows. Visit poppychularadio.com slash podcasts for a complete list of all the podcasts that we produce. You will get up-to-date information on whether the podcast is currently releasing new episodes or if it's on hiatus. You will also be able to click a link to either take you to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or the Poppy Chula Radio archives to download the podcast. To binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio podcasts visit poppychularadio.com slash podcasts. Would you like to be one of the podcasters on this podcast discussing your favorite television show? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. We are always looking for new voices to add to our collection of podcasts. To become a co-host you must be at least 18 years old. You must be comfortable sharing your opinions. And you must be comfortable using Skype. There's no podcast experience required. So if you think you have what it takes to be a Poppy Chula Radio on-air personality, email talent at poppychularadio.com. We look forward to hearing from you. This is a Poppy Chula Radio special announcement. Poppychularadio.com is currently looking to expand its web presence, and we're looking for your help. If you're a fan of Poppy Chulo Radio and its signature series, please visit GoFundMe.com slash Radio and help us with our campaign. Every dollar amount donated will be improving the Poppy Chulo Radio experience and making it more interactive and user-friendly. We thank you in advance for your support. This has been a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. We now return you to our regularly scheduled programming. Thanks, announcer. We start out at Star Labs, where Cisco, Ralph, and Barry, well, let's be honest, just Cisco and Barry, are ready to fire up the Speed Force generator, but it fizzles out. We know Barry has to get his speed back somehow, and it seemed like it was working for a hot second. We saw the coffee rising up, you know, that Speed Force effect that we've seen before. Uh, Miller, were you surprised it didn't work? And uh, what do you think they'll have to do to get it working? Absolutely not surprised. I still think it's a bad idea. Um... I could see them playing the Flash, and I feel like they need some particular material or metal to help uh, get that jump started. Uh, I kind of see it just not working ever, maybe till the finale. Um, So we'll see. I feel like Cisco's going to pull something out. Uh, Cisco, come in. She's going over to visit Bowers if anyone wants to carpool. Uh, you want to go see your wife? Uh, later in the episode, we'll find out more about Barry's reaction. But, Demetria, what do you think at the time, Barry's reaction, when Cecile says, hey, do you want to go visit Iris? And Barry's just like, no, nah, I'm cool. Honestly, it's, um, it was something I, I think later on in the episode we sort of clearly understand that ba- Barry's finally coming to his senses. Honestly, e- even at that point, I was a little like, uh, 
you know, is he taking everything Iris said too hard or is the penny starting to drop? Um, so initially, uh, it seemed, it seemed a little iffy. I wasn't sure if it was just, you know, the show was going to go in, in terms of, you know, West Allen going in a bad way. But, uh, I was very relieved when sort of a few minutes later, they, they make it clear that that's not what's happening. And Barry's sort of starting to wise up. After visiting with Iris and Camilla, Cecilia goes to see Barry, who's gone all murder board or wall of weird. Uh, Barry explains he knows Iris isn't who she seems to be. Goes off on a slip and an overview of the possibilities. Do you like that scene? And do you think it redeems Barry for apparently not noticing those differences for the past seven weeks? No, it doesn't redeem Barry for not noticing for the past 100 years that Iris is not Iris. Uh, It was nice that the writers finally acknowledged the the fact that Barry, you know, should have wisened up a little bit. For me, it is too little too late. I I feel like it should have happened way sooner. And um, I've been reading the comments, you know, uh, under um, recaps for the past few weeks. And the majority of the comments are like, Barry, why don't you realize this isn't your wife? Uh, We've been saying this over and over and over. Uh, I mean, maybe one or two episodes, uh, you know, we can sort of let that pass. Maybe even another one or two episodes because, you know, that storyline isn't the focus. You know, we're focusing on other characters. But, I, uh, gosh, it feels like it's, it was way too long for Barry to even start to question. I would have appreciated if, if we would have even seen a couple of looks from Barry um, outside of the, oh, wait, you speak Italian? Like, uh, I don't know. I just, I feel like I needed more. I've been trying to allow the new showrunner to uh, run the show this season. And I feel like he did, for the most part, a decent job in... The fall, I know that we all have the the same issue that it seems as if um, Iris never really had a chance to fully express herself for Barry choosing to, in essence, accept his fate uh, uh, with the looming crisis. Uh, So that was something that we dinged him in the fall. And if we're going to ding him for anything in the spring, it's going to be the fact that they just dragged this out way too long. And um, spoiler alert, I mean, she's still in the mirror. Like, I I feel like it's... There are elements of the storyline that I really like, but there are elements that are a little bit frustrating. And one of them is Iris still being in the mirror, and the other one is Barry taking decades to figure out that Siri is not Iris. But it was a nice little moment for Barry. Uh, he got to play off of, of Cecile, and we all love Cecile, even you know when, when they just use her for a scene or two. Uh, so uh, looking at the positives, it was really nice that Barry, um, you know, had this elaborate uh, murder board to, you know, you know, with the clues and pictures and, you know, connecting the dots and that type of thing. And it was great that Cecile was there to, um, to, um, that Cecile was his, uh, um, his board to sort of bounce off of his ideas and that sort of thing. Uh, Barry and Cecile get a copy of Camilla's photo exposing, see what they did there. Ooh. The truth about Mirror Iris and set a trap for it, Star Labs, but it doesn't go according to plan because Iris is normal, but Barry seems to be the one who's made out of mirrors. And then it's Camille who snaps on the meta-dampening cuffs. Uh, Dimitri, what did you think about that twist at the time? We'll later find out what actually was going on, but 
you were talking about, you know, some twists and turns, some misdirects in the episode. How did you feel about it? It was, I slightly had a feeling that, you know, uh, what transpired later was going to transpire. Um, simply because what's the point in Cecile's powers if she can't pick up on, on situations like this? But, um, I, uh, I was you know i was sort of on the fence i was like oh god is this going to be a barry lockup thing and there are there are times when you know the show sort of goes in the direction of like the cast is derping and it just seems frustrating but like i will credit this episode we genuinely felt like oh barry really does not look good right now like we know he's right and yet i see that he sounds crazy like it it is understandable that they would lock him up I really, however, I'm really salty that an episode like this that focuses so much on Barry and Iris's relationship and who's the real who. And someone said on Twitter, like, Joe would have figured it out. And I really wish that, like, Joe was present for this sort of interaction because it would have been really interesting to see his take. Uh, we soon find out what happened, thanks to a flashback. Um, Eva's been monitoring Barry through the mirror, so uh, she knew what he was up to, tipped off Mirror Iris. Then Eva swapped in a fake uh, prismatic enhancer so it would show that Barry was uh, the mirror person, not Iris. Uh, Millie, what did you think about that reveal? I, I liked it because I did not see that coming. So I was like, oh. Okay, that was a delightful little twist there. Um, and I, I think that because I was like a lot of questions about, um, I was like, how did they play this out? And so I really enjoyed how they were able to kind of turn that on us um, and kind of keep it interesting. With Barry's mirror, Iris, mirror Camilla, and mirror Singh can execute Eva's master plan, which involves some help from the season's first half bad blood work. Uh, Jeff, were you surprised by Bloodwork's reintroduction, and what did you think about their scene, particularly Bloodwork locking himself away at the end to play what he called the long game? Oh, I was 100% surprised that we saw Bloodwork again. See, Flash Riders, and this is a little hat tip that I will give to uh, the showrunner of the season. This is what happens when you don't kill off all the big bads from the seasons. Uh, I mean, I know that y'all love you some Reverse Flash, but if you guys would have kept around some of the other bads, I mean, they could come back and make a surprising cameo. And this was a wonderful, surprising cameo uh it was great to see him again it was great to see him as the good doctor and then when he uh hide it out as blood work that was fantastic um clearly he's a scientist so he knows who eva mcculloch is um i i just i loved the interactions between the mirror characters and blood work. I also loved that they used this interaction to explain a little bit more about the mirror characters, um, how they call themselves reflections. Uh, he went on to say that you're not human, but you're almost, and you're maybe even something greater. Uh, I also loved that, um, well, first off, the, the VFX was awesome when he, uh, uh, you know, uh, blood worked out and tossed Sing to the wall. I will say rip to uh, what Camilla uh, Alimac, uh, aka uh, Mirror Camilla. Uh, man, she went out in a blaze of glory. 
Uh, and uh, when uh, when Siri was talking to Bloodwork, this allowed us to see a little bit more of uh, Siri as her own character. Uh, we've seen a lot, and and Candace Patton has does a really has done a really good job of um, expressing some hesitation with Siri, and we've seen that a lot in the past few episodes, even maybe one or two episodes before we had that unexpected coronavirus quarantine hiatus. Uh, we we saw a little bit of that, and we we got a lot of that in the previous episode and, and in this one. And the fact that he could sense it, because remember, Bloodwork is a character that um, you know he 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 senses every essence about you, and so he could sense that there was something in her that was off, and that he got her to admit that she just wants to live. In essence, that she wants free will. She she does not want to be a part of this hive mentality with uh, Eva. I thought that was a, a really great use of that character. And then, as you said, you know, after everything, you know, they they brought um, Camilla there so she could be sacrificed for the greater good, so that they could get Bloodwork's blood. Um, after all of that, after all the promises they made. He was like, no, I'm, I'm back in my cell. Because sure, there are walls here and you broke those down, but there are other walls out there. And I'm playing the long game. And at some point, you know, I'm going to get what's mine. And I was like, all right. So that means we will see more blood work at some point in the future, which is going to be awesome. Hopefully they don't do the exact same thing that we saw before with him, where he just turns people into zombies. Uh, because, you know, to be a been there, done that type of situation. So I don't know how they're going to use him again. But um, I have an idea based off of something that we see later, if, if a certain thing doesn't remain open. So they might have to use that again. But... Uh, but yeah, it was really great to see the character again, and uh, he did end up giving some of his blood, which was kind of gross and creepy. Uh, but yeah, it was a really, really great moment and an eye-opening moment with Siri. Uh, Jeff brought up a point that I wanted to open up to uh, to Millie and Dimitri as well, which is that scene where Bloodwork is talking to Amira Iris, and she confesses she wants to be alive and not controlled by Eva's will. So uh, what do you guys think about that reveal? And as Jeff mentioned, you know, Candace Patton has been doing a great job of playing the subtext of, uh, of Mirror Iris having these doubts, having these conflicts. Uh, in this scene, the subtext became text. Uh, how'd you both uh, like that scene? I, it's weird. I almost didn't interpret her saying she wants to be alive as not wanting to follow Eva's will more that like she wanted to feel something for a second. I wondered if she had feelings for Barry, uh, which I think is a question that gets revisited later on in the episode. Um, mostly, uh, I, I felt like, uh, I felt like, okay, this character is definitely going to break away from the other quote unquote children, which was really creepy. But, um, I I didn't necessarily see it as like her resisting Eva so much as you know her maybe uh sort of wanting to like Pinocchio esque like wanting to be a real boy like um like wanting to have like more to her life almost almost like what Killer Frost went through uh earlier in the show. 
I saw it in the same way as Demetria said, like, she wants to be a real person um, and, and break away in that sense. Uh, I did like that we got to see that that there because I, I wasn't really sure. And I think the other issue is, like, how much of Eva is this Mirror Iris? Is it, like, a 70-30, Um because I feel like that also kind of dictates how much there is to break away. I mean, that's my very math brain. Uh, but I do see that kind of subtext, but I'm kind of like, but what would you do with the mirror iris that's not, like, tied to Eva? So then I, I went there, and then I got really confused. So I was like, okay, I'll just go with the, um, she wants to <laughs> she, she wants to be different and kind of just independent and not controlled by Eva. Um, but I love the interaction, um, and I love how Bloodwork was immediately able to, like, see past that and he knew what was up um and i was i forgot his name but he did a great job of just absolutely playing like crazy but super smart crazy what would they have done with that mirror iris after all this was said and done you know had things been a little different they would have sent her to the island of forgotten characters and she would have been there happy with uh <laughs> wally west and uh um iris's mom wait did she die i don't remember now she died. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, she's not forgotten. <laughs> but, you know, with, well, I would say the Pied Piper, but he's coming. But you know what I'm saying? He'll, she would go off to the island of forgotten characters. Uh, back at Star Labs, Cecilia's had a change of heart, and she believes Barry. So she sets him free so we can go confront Mirror Iris, which he does. Uh, he demands his wife, but she thinks he says knife and transforms into a Terminator 2. Uh, Barry has to reserve a super speed. We haven't had a lot of fights, not a lot of special effects in the episode. So I'm going to open this one up to the floor because I'm sure we all want to comment on it. What did you think about the fight between Mirror Iris and Barry? It was awesome! Oh my gosh, I want to sing the song from the Lego movie, Everything is Awesome. That was, it was so good. It was so good. It was so good. Uh, the VFX was on point. Um, the stunt work or the choreography, whatever you want to call it, was on point. Um, the, uh, the makeup with the blood was on point. The emotions were on point. I mean, this was... Barry was on a couple of points. I know, he really was. That was, that was a good one, Professor. You get a hundred uh, Poppy Chula but, um... PowerPoints. Uh, not redeemable for cash, but you get those points because that was fantastic. And isn't Dimitri the comedian in the group? But the Professor is... There's something about the Canadian comedians, apparently. You're like the next Howie Mandel, Professor. But um, back to this... It was amazing. It was so good. Like, this was, I would say, a season finale caliber fight. It was that good. Like, I don't know if anybody else was that impressed, but I loved this so much. And I found myself on the edge of my seat, like, really worried for Barry. Because we know he's losing his speed. With that speed comes a whole bunch of powers, like the speed healing. And I was like, man. Like, they have turned Barry Allen into Swiss cheese, but I was here for it. Y'all can just agree with me if you want. I, I will say I 100% agree that it was a great fight scene. First fight scene in a while where um I was genuinely worried for Barry. I think we've been pretty used to, like, early on, he meets 
Meta of the week. Meta of the week. Best him in a fight. He discusses with the team how he might beat Meta of the week. It's now 8.45. He's going to fight Meta of the week. And he is able to defeat Meta of the week. And I was not worried the entire time. This time I was like, yo, Barry about to get got. Like, he he's in trouble. I will say, though, he sped there. And he is the Flash. And he got stabbed through one mirror. And then he just stayed there to get stabbed 500 other times. I get that he's losing his speed, but we just saw him speed there. You couldn't take two steps away. Like, the ceiling was obviously like, oh, that's bad. But the he got stabbed, like, a bunch of times just through the same mirror. And it's like, just move. I know. You don't typically expect a mirror on the ceiling unless it's in your bedroom. <laughs> With that frightening glimpse into Jeff's personal life, Millie, what did you think about the uh, fight scene? It was really good. I had me on the edge of my seat like everyone else. Um, and I love the fact that it was, I think, between him and Iris. I think if, if it was anyone else, it wouldn't be uh, as intense because it's, you know, Barry and he's not going to be throwing punches. He's going to just more on the defense. And so it was basically just comes up punching bag um i think that really heightened the like suspense of it like how is he going to get out of this and then you thought he was good and then you look up and it's like again who's a mirror on the ceiling um and so i thought that was it was a great way and i love to see it because we don't get to see iris in really an actiony kind of situation very frequently so it was great to see her or mirror her in that kind of um setting because it was i mean candace killed it and the fact that she had all those mirrors around the apartment i mean she was waiting she was planning uh Bruce brought down because he didn't listen to oliver queen all those years ago about paying attention to his surroundings uh and mirror iris puts in the knife metaphorically this time talking about all the times they've spent together with him never suspecting a thing she thinks she's torturing barry but what she's really doing is pissing off real iris who's listening from the mirror dimension and realizes there's a link between Eva and the doppelganger. So Iris uses her mean girl powers to make Eva feel really bad. Eva starts to lose control of mirror Iris, leaving her open to Barry's talk nujitsu, and mirror Iris chooses to live life as herself, somewhat ironically as Eva kills her a few seconds later. Uh, Millie, how'd you like the end of mirror Iris and how real Iris played a role? Man. I, I miss, I will miss Mira Iris. And so like watching that kind of unfold or break, uh, got me in the feels a little bit, especially like with Barry having to watch it. I thought it was a surprising ending. I mean, I wouldn't call her Mira Iris, but the fact that she does shatter into mirrors oddly surprised me. Um, and I like that we get real Iris is slowly putting the pieces together as well. And she's able to play a part, um, in trying to help her own escape. So I thought that was good. And gives her a lot more to do because I don't think me, or Trapped Iris has done too much. She's kind of been running around trying to figure out how to get out. What is she eating? Sorry, that's the stuff that goes on in my mind. I'm like, what has she Well, eaten? she did eat pancakes on that one occasion, didn't she? No, 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 no. Mi- uh, Iris in the mirror. What is she eating? Oh, good point, yeah. Yeah. Uh, good question. I think I think it was established the first time. There was like a whole world back there, so presumably there's stuff like you know, rope as we saw in this episode and uh, rice crispy treats or something. Um, uh, Dimitri and Jeff, did either of you have any thoughts on the uh, the end of Mirror Iris? I do. Dimitri, do you want to go first? Uh, for a second, I was wondering. Barry's like, 
oh, you're from Iris. And I was like, don't, don't kiss Mirror Iris. Don't, don't kiss Mirror Iris. Um, especially after that almost, almost uh, suggestion that they smashed. Just don't, I don't think that don't, was don't, an don't almost suggestion. I think that that was like, remember when we were having sex? Yeah, it was. When he when he paused, it was like you're from Iris. I was like, bro, bro, your wife is tied up right now. Like this is not this is not the time to settle for sloppy seconds. Like don't. Um, so uh, yeah, but I, I did think it was it was an interesting uh, uh, twist, and it was the sort of thing where um, you couldn't re- like. I genuinely didn't see it coming. I was. I was wondering what was going to happen. I thought, you know, he's going to have to destroy Mirror Iris. Um, I I thought it was, you know, um, I really was expecting the solution to come either out of combat or for someone to show up and save him. Um, so I think the fact that he got through to Mirror Iris was, you know, sometimes like resolutions like that, you know, like we, we talked it out, we made a connection like that. They can be cheesy, but I think in this case, um, it was... It was genuinely not like super predictable, so I appreciated that, and I, I thought it went well. Obviously, once he got through to her, uh, Mirror Iris was gonna die. I was a little bit salty that she was like, "Go get her, go save Iris," and I was like, "So you're not gonna tell him how to get through the mirror or nothing? You just like go save Iris?" Like I think he was there already, um, but uh, but I think it 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 gave Mirror Iris a genuinely good exit. Yeah, I agree with that as well. It, it was nice that she, um, in essence, was redeemed for all of the nefarious shenanigans that she was doing because Eva wanted her to. So, um, you know, as um, as kind of ironic as she was, you know, as she's dying, she's like, I finally feel alive. I was like, oh, well... You won't be for long. Uh, uh, you know, it, it was a little, a nice little moment for Mirror Iris. If there was anything that bugged me, as like, ooh, as it was when she was like, and when we shared our bed, I was like, ugh, like that's such an old trope. It's like a soap opera trope, and in our sort of like post Me Too and era, the idea of like, sex by deception slash rape by deception is it always gets me queasy and i'm just like ugh, did they have to really go there um especially because we don't really know exactly what the mirror is uh is is it just a reflection eva has says that you know they're they're a part of me i feel what they feel and i'm like were if they had sex were you feeling it like i just like that is something that bothered me about that situation. Um, yeah, but uh, as the professor said, Iris using um, her mean girl powers to get to Eva was brilliant. Um, and yeah, so so there were elements that I really liked uh, when she had to go there. Uh, I was just like, Ugh, did we really have to go there, writers? Apparently, we did. I will say that while it's it's not a um it's obviously like hella gross and hella problematic it it does I feel like it is in keeping with the 
ominous, almost dark nature of of this this season overall, but especially this particular arc. And uh, and you know, for readers of the comics, th- things like this have happened in the comics. And sometimes I do feel the the uh, show suffers from okay, we want to have these plot lines, but we're gonna you know stop short of this because that's too dark, or or stop short of this because uh, you know that might you know take away from the campy show, and then you basically have an unbelievable plot because it's it's like oh well we we went in a in a unexpected direction but we're also going to stop short cuz we you know want to keep this show very uh very clean very kid friendly and um i think you know like i think amulet is a is a perfect example of of this like this is someone who's engaged in human trafficking but they just sort of like every so often are like hey look at this comp can't be fun villain like here's this whole episode where the poor girl can't find love and it's like what like she was literally kidnapping and selling people so i i do sort of appreciate that they examined like realistic consequences of this scenario rather than doing the flash thing of oh we're gonna dance around it or we're gonna like present a grim situation but sort of dial it back and make it not so grim i think part of what what makes black lightning such a such a um hard hitting and high quality show is that they fully explore the consequences of the situations the characters face uh eva steps through the mirror thanks to bloodworks blood and i think jeff like me noticed that when mirror iris tossed the blood vial onto the chessboard there was still some bloodwork blood in there did mm-hmm. you see that jeff yeah uh and we finally get barry confronting eva but it's not much of a confrontation as he's powerless and shredded, not in the good way, on the floor. Huh. Um, now, I've, I've been, I, I, you know, I'm, I was a little surprised by this because I've been saying I didn't think Eva was going to be a classic big bad. I thought she was going to be more opposed to her husband. I thought she wasn't, you know, truly evil. But as soon as she steps through, we realize she is truly evil because what's the first thing she does? She doesn't practice social distancing. She gets right up beside oh, him. Yeah. She's closer than six feet. Clearly, she's evil. So, Jeff, what did you think about Eva's meeting with Barry? Uh, I can't even believe that I'm going to say this, but I'm still not fully convinced that this isn't a that the writers are trying to make us think that she's a big bad. Um, but I still think that uh, what did you call him, douche man, uh, last week? I, yes, uh, punchable douche douchebag i still feel like he's the bigger bad and it's i think it's going to be an enemy of my enemy situation the only part that has me now kind of teetering from trying to give eva the benefit of the doubt uh is the fact that she said you know i'm here to like liberate them all and I need to know what that means. Like, girl, what is you doing? Like, what what is your plan? Like, is it just to get back at your husband uh, because, you know, he never found you and or he tossed you into the mirror or something and he stole all your tech and is using it for nefarious reasons? Is that what you're trying to do? Or is there an even bigger plan? Were you behind Black Hole, and now you you want to reclaim your queendom of Black Hole, 
and uh, and 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 that's what you're doing in regards to liberation. Are you trying to liberate all the metas that Black Hole is controlling? Like, I, I need to know what her plan is because clearly, with this final um, sequence uh, where she, you know, does her best uh, catwalk walk out of the mirror. Uh, it, it looks like she's hella evil and hella shady, and she's she is the big bad. But um, I'm I'm trying to hold on to hope that uh, that that my original idea of what they're doing with her that they're gonna make her maybe um, you know a, a a chaos agent, but not necessarily full on evil and, and someone that will be redeemed at the end of this all. Uh, I'm I'm hoping they do that. Just because, as I said before, when when I initially started talking about this theory, you know they've already had an evil mirror master, and if this is the post-crisis world where the the previous metas are kind of topsy turvy, um, I, I hope that the topsy turviness is more than just this time around the mirror master is a woman, that they give her a little bit more depth, and um, she isn't. The big, big bad. Uh, Dimitri Millie, I wanted to ask you, what do you think about uh, Eva uh, at this point in the season? Keeping in mind, we did have that uh, earlier scene where uh, Iris in the Mirrorverse uh, discovers uh, a secret room in which she's able to see recordings. Uh, and we get to see what's been happening this season uh, from Eva's point of view, showing that she has been, you know, watching possibly manipulating even more than we thought. So what are your feelings about Eva as we approach the last two episodes of the season? And she also quoted Lizzo. She said, truth hurts. Well. You can listen to Lizzo in the mirror. Sorry, go ahead, Millie. Um, well, I'm glad she has some good music taste, even though she's been trapped in the mirror. Uh, I still think that she's evil. Um I feel like the amount of story that's been dedicated to her, I can only see her as being the big, bad, big mastermind behind everything, especially that we said she is able to communicate with her husband, um, kind of wonders, you know, has she, she's obviously been watching him, and she's been kind of, like, dictating certain things to happen, the way she kind of switched out that device that Barry was using. Um, and at first, I, like, when we first started, the episode started, and she goes, you know, this is my liberation. I'm like, oh, wait. Uh, you know, maybe everyone's right and she's not evil, but then she switched to we need to liberate everybody. And I was like, OK, that's interesting that now it's it's turned into a collective. So I do think she has a bigger picture. Um, and I think not quite world domination, but I feel like she's trying to work her way up to that. And Dimitri. I I think we did get a sympathetic look at Eva this time. We got a look at Eva to say, OK. She has feelings for her husband. She's been sort of abandoned. We got a hint of that with her asking her husband for an apology and him just being a douchebag as usual. I want her to be the big bad just because I feel she's a lot more sinister than he is. I mean, I think punchable douchebag kind of sums it up perfectly as far as he's concerned, where she's the one with, you know, not only powers, but an ominous presence. We did not know what to make of her when we first saw her. And the game keeps changing with her. Like, she's the more interesting villain. So um, I do think blood work, you know, is not done in terms of the role he plays. But it might be next season that he comes back because obviously this season got chopped a little short. Uh, 
but I want Eva to be the big bad. My prediction would be that like she maybe tries to reconcile with her husband and he continues to be a douchebag and that pushes her to just go like ape shit and, and the team has to stop her. How far we'll get this season remains to be seen, but that's sort of where I see it going. I do see her as like sort of the, the finale uh, antagonist. Uh, Barry comes to, bloody but still alive, but Eva is long gone. He crawls to a mirror and talks to Iris, even though she can't hear him. Over in the Mirrorverse, Iris is talking to Barry through a mirror, even though he can't hear her. Their conversations, and I'm so sorry I'm going to say this, mirror each other. Millie, how do you feel about how they chose to end the episode? Because they spent a lot of time on this scene. I was surprised. It feels very not Flash-like. Um, but I do like that we get this emotional payoff, and I wanted to just kind of just start to, to explore how this has affected both Barry and Iris in terms of that, you know, Barry, or Iris realizing that Barry doesn't really understand, you know, subtle cues and hints, and then um, Barry realizing that he's just been fooled. Uh, I thought that they did it really well, both Candace and, uh, well, Grant uh, did a great job at uh, acting those out and really did bring the emotions uh, for because I feel like we don't also get a lot of these emotional scenes between Barry and Iris and they're always together so they're really apart so this was kind of nice to see uh, Jeff and Dimitri how'd you like how they chose to end the episode I liked it TV line said it best they finished each other's sandwiches I was like oh they the song choice for that that final scene where they're sort of talking to each other in the distance. Oh, you mean random indie pop artist? Well, in I mean, they couldn't get the rights to Man in the Mirror, so... Oh, yeah. Well, it oh, wouldn't have to have been oh, a woman. No, not Man in the Mirror. No, no. Uh, Take that uh, energy out of here. That song slayed. Like, it just... The lyrics, the, the mood of the production overall totally fit with the with the tone of this scene heightened sort of the emotional impact of that and it i thought that was like icing on the cake i'm not always one for cheesy scenes but you know i love me some west island and this just totally you know pulled at your heartstrings in terms of the the star-crossed lovers dynamic that they're both facing yeah, it was a cheesy scene in a sense, but it was like the most premium cheese you could get. Like, it was so good. Like, I love them as a couple on the show, and and just seeing them, like, us getting what we had, like, missed out on for, like, many episodes. Like, Barry, you know, knowing that Siri wasn't his wife, knowing that his wife is in trouble, and, like him basically saying like i'm i'm gonna get you and, and uh, in essence iris basically saying you know i'm coming back to you baby and that sort of thing um and and what they did just acting against a mirror was kudos to both of them both candace and, and grant they did a fantastic job with that especially since they were both on different sets having to do this uh so they because you know, they were social distancing um, yeah, it, it was an odd, you know, for the Flash, it was unusual. It felt more like, you know, an episode of Smallville or Scrubs, where, you know, the, uh, they, they play a Riverdale. song, you know, for the closing scene to sort of accentuate uh, what the characters are going through. But it, it was an interesting choice. 
Um, before we end, we should mention the brief B story. Caitlin's gone into a cryogenic cocoon trying to use her powers to recover from the light wounds. Um, not light as in intensity. Uh, and she tells Ralph and Cisco they need to consult with her mom. It allowed Daniel Panabaker one more episode of hiding her baby bump under a comforter. Uh, any thoughts on the scene or the pending return of Mama Snow, Jeff? Um, I mean, it is, you know, going in line with, like, the storyline. You know, she was hurt, and the wound was reopened, so, you know, it makes sense. If this is the best way that they can figure out how to get rid of Caitlin, because Danielle Panabaker is pregnant in the real world, then... I will go along with it. I, I do like Mama Snow just because I feel like she's a really fascinating character. And, and whenever she does come back, we sort of peel back another layer to her as a character, as well as her dynamic with her daughter. Um, will we see her again? Or was it just a line like, oh, we're going to have to go see my mom. And then, you know, it'll just be a line in the next episode. Oh, yeah, like Caitlin's with her mom. And 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 that'll be it. Uh, maybe that's what they will do as well. I guess we're gonna have to wait and see. Uh, but this potentially could be the final time that we saw her on screen this season. I would even say uh, because of you know the the Holton production and that sort of thing, which is which is fine. I um, you know I hope Caitlin comes back and she's fine and which she will and it, it'll be all good. Well, and we do only have two episodes left, uh, thanks to the, uh, the COVID shutdown, to wrap as much of the main storyline up as possible. So uh, I don't think we want to waste too much. And yeah. let's not forget, Sue Dearborn is out there somewhere, and we want some more Sue. Uh, before we move on to the MVP section, was there anything else in the episode that anyone wanted to mention? Okay, it's time for the MVP, and I can sense three very anxious people, each desperate to be chosen first. State which character impressed you throughout the episode and why. Once a character has been chosen, they cannot be selected again, so choose wisely. Dimitri, it's got to be you. Well, I have to have to give this one to my Twitter buddy, Candace Patton. <laughs> Lord. Um... Me, me, and homegirl Candice go way back, as you all know. Um, yes, you have paintings honestly, of her behind you right now. I have cast wide paintings, two from the flesh. Anyway, that obviously, as she is the queen of the flesh. If you done with your disrespect, as I was saying, um, honestly, I was unsure how long uh i would be able to stomach this storyline i thought it was going to get really annoying really quickly and it does i think the only thing that sort of really kept it interesting is candace patton's portrayal of mirror iris because she's gone from you know initially just sort of a stand-in to clearly has her own ominous agenda to you know, full-on gaslighting, evil, to redeemed. We had a whole character arc in a few episodes. And admittedly, the scenes with actual Iris, you know, they feel a little claustrophobic. She's on her own a lot. She's uh, with, or just with Ava a lot. And she does feel a little bit cut off from the main plot. But Mirror Iris is bringing it 110%. 
and the fact that, you know, both were played so effectively and we fully see the range because right after we lose mirror Iris, we see real Iris with that, you know, very emotional scene at the end just is a testament to Candace Patton's talent. Y'all need to stop sleeping on her. She slayed this episode. Oh, and I think you're right. I think, you know, this whole second half of the season has been the Candace Patton show uh, because, you know, as frustrated as we might be that, you know, a real Iris is stuck in the mirror dimension, you know, Candace Patton is playing the two different versions of it so subtly and so well uh, that she has managed to keep it interesting. Uh, Millie, who is your MVP and why? Sorry in advance. <laughs> yeah, clear MVP. But um, I have to give it to blood work. Uh, I wasn't expecting I thought we were done with him. And he was probably the highlight of the first half of the season. So I'm so glad we could see him again. And even just that small bit, uh, he did such a good job of just playing absolutely like evil. Um, and obviously he's been planning a lot. So there's a lot going on. And I hope that we can see him again um, in the near future. Who's your MVP Oddly enough, I thought Millie was going to pick someone else because I was ready for, for like, my backup. But since she threw a twist, I'm going to throw a twist as well. And I'm going to give it... Clearly, Candace Patton was it. I mean, hello. For all of us, I think. Uh, but since I have to pick someone else, I'm going to give it to Eva because I just found her really interesting in this episode. Uh, she's incredibly captivating. She plays... The actor plays her with just this frenetic type of skitsy type of uh, twitches and, and, and sort of thing that, that just work for me. Like you could see Eva unraveling in certain parts of the episode. And uh, I, I really like that. And there were also moments of compassion or it seemed like compassion. Um, you know, then she went full on villain at the end of it, monologuing to Barry. I, I, I just found Eva really fascinating in this episode. And uh, I, clearly I have no idea what she's going to be doing now that she has been liberated into the real world. But I'm looking forward to it just because her portrayer is really fantastic. So I will give it to Eva. And that frees up somebody for the professor as well. Uh, well I don't know who you thought I was going to choose, but uh, I'm going to choose Grant Gustin. Yes. Um, he played a lot of levels. Well, I was expecting I had a completely different uh, final choice. Uh, but no, I think he played the different levels. I loved his manic scene with Camille. I love the sort of, you know, confidence that he had when he thought he was going to uh, reveal fake Iris and then he was, you know, brought down. A great fight scene, uh, you know, and then, uh, you know, the uh, that, that final scene, you know, uh, talking to Iris through the mirror. Um, I thought he played a lot of levels uh, in this episode and, uh, and he did just a, a really great job. So it is time to rate the episode. How would you rate the episode on a scale of one to ten lightning bolts? Relax, Millie, the point system is allowed, and if you found the episode exceptional, deserving of more than a 10, you may archive the episode in the Flash Museum. Star Labs Museum, archive. It was a stellar episode of The Flash, almost season finality, season finality, season finale worthy. Uh, everything was just fantastic. I, I, I mean, I don't, the, the performances were just amazing i don't know if there's anything else that i can say it was just a, an amazing episode of the flash very rewatchable even though parts of it hurt uh dimitri how would you rate the episode 
Flash Museum as well. I was going to dock points because I feel like the whole Killer, Flo- uh, Killer Frost storyline could have been cut. Uh, but the main storyline was so, so good that I got to give it a museum, by the way. Uh, well, I'm also going to archive this in the Flash Museum, and I'm going out of order to put a little social pressure on Millie. Millie, how would you rate this episode? Uh, I think I got lost on the way to the museum. Oh. Um, I'm going to give it a 9.4 lightning bolts. Uh, it was very good. I, I did dock it for the side storyline that was Cisco and Ralph and Caitlin. Um, and also, I think in the greater context, I had docked it a little bit because it just took Barry so long to realize this. But it was a really, really good payoff for it, so it makes up for it a little bit. I did actually call you an Uber Black, so you would not have gotten lost, but you didn't even take that. I actually was just practicing social distancing go to the museum, so good for you, Millie, and good for you to stand up to the social pressure from Grumble. Join us next time for a brand new installment of the Central City Citizen. Once again, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Central City Citizen. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Just search for The Central City Citizen and subscribe. That's now, sir. Co-hosts, please wish the listeners good night, starting with Dimitri. Good night, Central City and Twitter bestie Candace Patton. And Millie. Good night, Central City. If you want to follow along with me, I'm on Twitter as at the Asian Nerd. And Jeff. Good night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of The Central City Citizen every Thursday via Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the Poppy Tulo Radio Archives. Good night. Her or mirror her in that kind of um, setting because it was, I mean, Candace killed it. And the fact that she had all those mirrors around the apartment, I mean, she was waiting. She was planning. We are all silenced by Millie's brilliance. Is that what's happening? She is quite brilliant. I'm back. Dimitri Rejasinger. This is where you talk. Dimitri. He's unmuted. I know. Professor Maybe Candace Patton said something nice about him and he's just... I uh, know.
busy with that. The professor is the one that's supposed to be glitching, not you. Dimitri. Can y'all hear me? No. Well, now, yes. Oh, okay. I, I, I've been saying hello, Central City, um, once more for the, for the camera. 